Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rare Possessions Podcast from Book of Mormon Central. I'm Nick Galetti, and with me is Jared Riddick. Good to be back. A fan of the forest people. <laughs> well, to cut that. that. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Uh, glad to explain why. <laughs> so why do I mention the forest people? We're keeping it. Dang it. Why do I mention the forest people? Because we are in part two of a very uh, unique set of episodes on the proclamation of the 12 apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And in part two, we have a section of this talking about... Who he refers to as children of the forest. Children of the forest. Which is one of the more poetic ways I have heard Native Americans described. Right. Um, And so I don't think it's at all inappropriate because you do study them and you are a, I am. a fan of their history. And we are, we are laughing because it's also a term for a species in a, certain, in a, in a fantasy television show that's currently yes. very popular. And we've, we reference a lot of fantasy television shows and, on movies. The, uh, and movies. And so, uh, that which brings up another side thing before we get into this episode a little further. We got a wonderful note from one of our listeners about the podcast and we wanted to share it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Tom, this, this uh, message from Tommy. He said, love the podcast. I'm listening to you guys every day when I'm throwing my kettlebells around. It's a super uplifting way to start the day, and I love your Lord of the Rings humor. You guys are outstanding, which we really appreciate it because we've <laughs> gotten mixed reactions on our Lord of the Rings humor before. That's right. Hey, he's throwing around the kettlebells. He's a working out guy and, uh, and a fan of the podcast. Thank you for listening. And uh, so, we hope you still do. Yeah. Hopefully calling you out on the with your with your compliment didn't embarrass you too much. But anyway, so part two of this proclamation that we are continuing. Uh, we hope you enjoyed last week's episode. And, and this is still an, an interesting uh, second half to this because it goes on to talk about a number of different things. And one of them in particular that I wanted to bring up right from the beginning was a very interesting plead. Like sometimes these proclamations – are very bold in calling repentance and things like that. But mm-hmm. the, he he pled for the saints at the bottom of page 10. He said, you are now invited and earnestly entreated to investigate it thoroughly, meaning the gospel and the church, and to aid and participate in its accomplishment. You ask what can be done. We answer, protect the saints, give them their rights, and extend the broader banner of the constitution and laws over their homes cities, firesides, wives, and children. And it goes on to talk about how they're being butchered and martyred. And it kind of reminded me, this is only three years after, no, a year after the martyrdom, maybe not even a full year. And Missouri is very fresh in their minds. Right. And the mobs are already descending upon Nauvoo. Right. They're already having major problems. And this is real to them. This is an actual real plea for help. Yeah. And it is powerful. It's fresh. It, 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 you almost feel their pain. It says, execute the law upon the offenders and thus rid your garments of innocent blood. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there is some passion. There yeah. is some power behind this. Pass acts also to indemnify them in the millions they have lost by your cruel and criminal neglect. Yeah. So there's, there's some, uh, again, some history to this that, changes the words than that a modern reader might not mm-hmm. fully appreciate. What other parts of part two stood out? Should we go further with the children of the forest? This is actually, yeah, this is from page nine. He's talking about um, fulfillment of prophecy, what the 12 are here. And he's talking about, how do we say, is it the re- we say the redemption of what they would say the Lamanites. He says, the despised and degraded son of the forest who has wandered in dejection and sorrow and suffered reproach 
shall then drop his disguise and stand forth in manly dignity and exclaim to the Gentiles who have envied and sold him, I am Joseph, does my father yet live? And that is just powerful. Yeah. And there will be many people that need to stand accountable in the last days for the ways that Native Americans in North and South America have been horrifically treated over the centuries. Well, and in some future episodes, we're going to talk about how this is an issue that as the saints moved west, you know, there was still this this issue with relations between the American government and the American Indians it continued for decades. And the, and the Latter-day Saints aren't guiltless in this either. No. There was things that happened in, in Utah that were, that were shameful. And that's something we need to recognize. We also need to recognize that they were mortal men and women trying to do their best to fulfill the Lord's will yet temporal concerns often got in their way. Which still happens today. Still happens, definitely still happens today. And history will shine a different light upon us. Yeah. Then, and, and that happens. I mean, it's just part of, it's part of what, why we study history and why we see these things happening and, and learn from them so we can not repeat the same mistakes. The more you study history, the more grateful you become for the atonement. <laughs> That's definitely. We're going to put that on a shirt yeah. signed by Jared Riddick. Shirts can be purchased at, um, but anyway. So this uh, this is also again the 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 way that this um, concludes is, is curious too because it talks about the distribution and the publication of this proclamation, which generally is not in the proclamation. No, it seems were, a little operational for the proclamation. You really do the proclamation of the family would say like this will be distributed in the May two thousand <laughs> ensign and the May right. two thousand Leahona. Right. But no, and it's to be read in general conference by President Hinckley. <laughs> yeah, we don't get that. So, well, this is, comes back to what we were talking about last episode about how they had to communicate differently. Right. And for so, a lot of members of the church and some leaders of the church, this is going to be the first they've heard of it. And so, this is the instruction they're getting on how to distribute right there. Right. And so, what I really like, there's a couple of things I really liked. Instructions to President Woodruff in, uh, in Liverpool, England, to give a, a wide circulation through England and Scotland and Ireland and the Isle of Man. Then Elder Jones, Dan Jones, the famous Dan Jones who preached so much in Wales that you see the giant painting of in the MTC and they talk about so much, is instructed to circulate the same in the Welsh language. They're instructed to publish it in German and uh, in in Norway as well. They say Norway, Illinois. I don't think that's right. But <laughs> I don't know. There could be. <laughs> there could be. Our Norwegian elders in, in Norway. Uh, then Elder Addison Pratt, who actually, those of you who have read Saints recently, Addison Pratt is uh, featured prominently towards the end of Saints, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they continue his story, how they tell his story in a volume two later this year and early next year. But he was in the Sandwich Islands. Um, they call on the Jews throughout the world to give it a wide circulation in all their tongues and languages. And then they call on the editor of the Cherokee Advocate, which I loved, and I did not, I doubt the Cherokee Advocate actually published it, but I, I couldn't find, I couldn't get through the sorts of the PDFs we're going to have to check on that one. Um, the Cherokee did have, were the first tribe to maintain their own newspaper starting in 1828, I want to say, with the Cherokee Phoenix. Um, and they actually printed in their own language. They had a custom type made to print wow. in the Cherokee syllabary that was developed by Sequoia in the late uh, 18th century and late 1700s. Really fascinating stuff there. But they wanted to publish 100,000 copies of this free. And we know Elder Taylor in New York couldn't do that, and it fell on Elder Woodruff a bit more later on to, to do that. But just, it's a fascinating document. It's a fascinating proclamation for the insight it gives us into early Latter-day Saints and their ideas of how prophecy will be fulfilled. How to proclaim doctrine, the gospel. How to proclaim the gospel. Very boldly. 
Yeah. Um, this is greeny fire at its best. <laughs> um, yeah, just a wonderful document. We're really excited to have been able to feature it on these uh, last two episodes. Absolutely. So we're going to finish the second half now of that document. And uh, what do we have for him coming up over the next couple of weeks? Next few weeks, we have three articles from the juvenile instructor. I've been lately um, digging through issues in the 1860s and 1870s, and there's one from 1917 a little bit later. But it's just some really fun stuff and some insights into... Uh, it's almost a commentary that Elder Cannon, who was editor at the time, is giving on occurrence in U.S. politics at the time. So right. we really think you're going to enjoy this. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for listening and uh, for enduring our Lord of the Rings references. Again, this is the uh, Proclamation of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from 1845. This is part two. Enjoy. and will reign over them in Mount Zion from that time forth and forever. Or in other words, he will assemble the natives, the remnants of Joseph in America, and make them a great and strong and powerful nation. And he will civilize and enlighten them, and will establish a holy city and temple and seat of government among them, which shall be called Zion. And there shall be his tabernacle, his sanctuary, his throne, and seat of government for the whole continent of North and South America forever. In short, it will be to the Western Hemisphere what Jerusalem will be to the Eastern. And there the Messiah will visit them in person, and the old saints who will then have been raised from the dead will be with them. And he will establish his kingdom and laws over all the land. To this city and to its several branches or stakes shall the Gentiles seek as to a standard of light and knowledge. Yea, the nations and their kings and nobles shall say, Come, and let us go up to the Mount Zion, and to the temple of the Lord, where his holy priesthood stand to minister continually before the Lord, and where we may be instructed more fully, and receive the ordinances of remission, and of sanctification and redemption, and thus be adopted into the family of Israel, and identified in the same covenants of promise. The despised and degraded son of the forest, who has wandered in dejection and sorrow, and suffered reproach, shall then drop his disguise and stand forth in manly dignity, and exclaim to the Gentiles who have envied and sold him, I am Joseph, does my father yet live? Or in other words, I am a descendant of that Joseph who was sold into Egypt. You have hated me, and sold me, and thought I was dead. But lo, I live, and am heir to the inheritance, titles, honors, priesthood, scepter, crown, throne, and eternal life and dignity of my fathers, who live forevermore. He shall then be ordained, washed, anointed with holy oil, and arraigned in fine linen, even the glorious and beautiful garments and royal robes of the high priesthood, which is after the order of the Son of God, and shall enter into the congregation of the Lord, even into the Holy of Holies, there to be crowned with authority and power, which shall never end. The Spirit of the Lord shall then descend upon him, like the dew upon the mountains of Hermon, and like refreshing showers of rain upon the flowers of paradise. His heart shall expand with knowledge, wide as eternity, and his mind shall comprehend the vast creations of his God, and his eternal purpose of redemption, glory, and exaltation, which was devised in heaven before the worlds were organized, but made manifest in these last days for the fullness of the Gentiles and for the exaltation of Israel. He shall also behold his Redeemer, 
and shall be filled with his presence, while the cloud of his glory shall be seen in his temple. The city of Zion, with its sanctuary and priesthood, and the glorious fullness of the gospel, will constitute a standard which will put an end to jarring creeds and political wranglings by uniting the republics, states, provinces, territories, nations, tribes, kindred, tongues, people, and sects of North and South America in one great and common bond of brotherhood. While truth and knowledge shall make them free, and love cement their union, the Lord also shall be their king and their lawgiver, while wars shall cease and peace prevail for a thousand years. Thus shall American rulers, statesmen, citizens, and savages know, this once, that there is a God in Israel, who can utter his voice, and it shall be fulfilled. Americans, this mighty and strange work has been commenced in your midst and must roll on in fulfillment. You are now invited and earnestly entreated to investigate it thoroughly and to aid and participate in its accomplishment. You ask, what can be done? We answer, protect the saints, give them their rights, extend the broader banner of the Constitution and laws over their homes, cities, firesides, wives and children, that they may cease to be butchered, martyred, robbed, plundered and driven, and may peaceably proceed in the work assigned them by their God. Execute the law upon the offenders, and thus rid your garments of innocent blood. Pass acts also to indemnify them in the millions they have lost by your cruel and criminal neglect. Contribute liberally of your substance for their aid and for the fulfillment of their mission. Let the government of the United States also continue to gather together and to colonize the tribes and remnants of Israel, the Indians, and also to feed, clothe, succor, and protect them, and endeavor to civilize and unite, and bring them to the knowledge of their Israelitish origin, and of the fullness of the gospel which was revealed to and written by their forefathers on this land, the record of which has now come to light. It is these records together with the other scriptures and the priesthood and authority now conferred upon the saints that will effect their final conversion and salvation, while the creeds of man and the powerless forms of dogmas, of sectarianism, will still remain powerless and inefficient. The Lord has spoken, and who can disannul it? He has uttered his voice, and who can gainsay it? He has stretched out his arm, and who can turn it back? Why will not the government and the people of these states become acquainted with these records? They are published among them for this purpose. They would begin to know and understand what was to be done with these remnants and what part they have to act in the great restitution of Israel and of the kingdom of God. They would also know the object of the labors and the final destiny of the Latter-day Saints as a church and people. And this very subject has been a source of wonder and conjecture and sometimes even of anxiety among the people ever since the first organization of the saints in the year 1830. And more than all this, they would know the destiny of this republic and all other governments, states, or republics in America, and the purpose of God in relation to this continent from the earliest ages of antiquity till the present, and from this time forth till the heavens and the earth shall pass away and be created anew. All these subjects are made plain in the ancient records and are rolling on in fulfillment. If the rulers and people will now inform themselves on these momentous subjects and fulfill the duties we have just pointed out to them, they will then be entitled to a continuation of the great national blessings and favors they have heretofore enjoyed. 
yea, and to more abundant favors from his bountiful hand, who first raised them to national greatness. They will in that case be prospered and enlarged and spread their dominion wide and more wide over this vast country, till not only Texas and Oregon, but the whole vast dominion from sea to sea will be joined with them and come under their protection as one great powerful and peaceful empire of liberty and union. Millions of people would also come from all nations, their silver and their gold with them, and would take protection under our banner till in less than half a century from the present time we would have upwards of a hundred million of population, all united and free, while civilization, arts, cultivation, and improvement would extend to the most wild regions of our continent, making our wilderness like Eden and our deserts like the garden of the Lord. Or, if they will go still further and obey the fullness of the gospel, they would then be entitled not only to temporal blessings, but to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and thus be prepared to receive their King, Messiah, and to dwell forever under His peaceful government in this happy country. But so long as they remain indifferent and ignorant on these subjects, and so long as they continue to breathe out slanders, lies, hatred, and murder against the saints and against the remnants of Israel, and to speak evil of and oppose the things which they understand not, so long the blood of the saints and the martyrs of Jesus must continue to flow, and the souls to cry from under the altar for vengeance on a guilty land, till the great Messiah shall exercise judgment for the saints and give them the dominion. It is in vain to suppose that the sword, the musket, the thunder of cannon, or the grating and rattle of chains, bolts, and bars will take away the faith, hope, or knowledge of a Latter-day Saint. They know some facts, and these will continue to be known facts when death and war in their most horrid forms are raging around them. They cannot shut their eyes upon these facts to please either governors, rulers, or the raging multitude. We would now make a solemn appeal to our rulers and other fellow citizens, whether it is treason to know, or even to publish what we know. If it is, then strike the murderous blow, but listen to what we say. We say then, in life or in death, the bonds or free, that the great God has spoken in this age, and we know it. He has given us the holy priesthood and apostleship and the keys of the kingdom of God to bring about the restoration of all things as promised by the holy prophets of old, and we know it. He has revealed the origin and the records of the aboriginal tribes of America and their future destiny, and we know it. He has revealed the fullness of the gospel with its gifts, blessings, and ordinances, and we know it. He has commanded us to bear witness of it, first to the Gentiles, and then to the remnants of Israel and the Jews, and we know it. He has commanded us to gather together his saints on this continent and build up holy cities and sanctuaries, and we know it. He has said that the Gentiles should come into the same gospel and covenant and be numbered with the house of Israel and be a blessed people upon this good land forever, if they would repent and embrace it, and we know it. He has also said that if we do not repent and come to the knowledge of the truth and cease to fight against Zion, and also put away all murder, lying, pride, priestcraft, whoredom, and secret combination, they shall soon perish from the earth and be cast down to hell. And we know it. He has said that the time is at hand for the Jews to be gathered to Jerusalem, and we know it. 
He has said that the ten tribes of Israel should also be revealed in the north country, together with their oracles and records, preparatory to their return and to their union with Judah, no more to be separated. And we know it. He has said that when these preparations were made, both in this country and in Jerusalem, and the gospel in all its fullness preached to all nations for a witness and testimony, he will come, and all the saints with him, to reign on the earth one thousand years. And we know it. He has said that he will not come in his glory and destroy the wicked till these warnings were given and these preparations were made for his reception. And we know it. Now, fellow citizens, if this knowledge or the publishing of it is treason or crime, we refuse not to die. But be ye sure of this, that whether we live or die, the words of this testimony of this proclamation, which we now send unto you, shall be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one jot or tittle of his revealed word shall fail to be fulfilled. Therefore, again, we say to all people, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit, and shall know the truth, and be numbered with the house of Israel. And we once more invite all the kings, presidents, governors, rulers, judges, and people of the earth to aid us, the Latter-day Saints, and also the Jews, and all the remnants of Israel by your influence and protection, and by your silver and gold, that we may build the cities of Zion and Jerusalem, and the temples and sanctuaries of our God, and may accomplish the great restoration of all things, and bring in the Latter-day glory. That knowledge, truth, light, love, peace, union, honor, glory, and power may fill the earth with eternal life and joy. That death, bondage, oppression, wars, mourning, sorrow, and pain may be done away forever, and all tears be wiped from every eye. In fulfillment of the work assigned them, let the saints throughout the world and all others who feel an interest in the work of God forward their gifts, tithes, and offerings for the building of the temple of the Lord, which is now in progress in the city of Nauvoo, in the state of Illinois. Let them also come on with their gold and silver and goods and workmen to establish manufactories and business of all kind for the building up of the city and for the employment and support of the poor and thus strengthen the hands of those who have borne the burden and heat of the day and who have made great sacrifices in laying the foundation of the kingdom of God and moving on the work thus far. We also make a solemn and earnest request of all editors of newspapers, both in this country and other countries, to publish this proclamation. It certainly contains news, such as is not met with at all times and in every place, and cannot fail to intersect the reading public, especially those who have prayed every day of their lives for the Lord's kingdom to come and for His will to be done on the earth as it is done in heaven. President Wilfred Woodruff who superintends the publishing department of the Latter-day Saints in Liverpool, England, is also requested to give this proclamation a wide circulation throughout England, Scotland, Ireland, and the Isle of Man. Elder Jones, our minister to Wales, is hereby instructed to publish the same in the Welsh language and circulate it widely throughout that country. It should also be translated into German by some of our German elders and published both in this country and on the continent of Europe. Also, in Spanish and in French. Our Norwegian elders in the branch of Norway, Illinois, 
should also translate and publish it in their language, both in this country and in Norway in Europe. Elder Addison Pratt, our missionary in the Sandwich Islands, should also translate and publish it there. We also rely on our friends, the Jews throughout the world, to give it a wide circulation in all their tongues and languages. And last but not least, we would invite the editor of the Cherokee Advocate and others of the Remnant of Joseph to publish the same as extensively as possible in the Indian tongues. We also will endeavor on our part to publish at our office, number 7 Spruce Street, New York, 100,000 copies of this work to circulate in this country, gratis. And we'll do our best endeavors to send them to all presidents, governors, legislators, judges, postmasters, rulers, and people, not forgetting the clergy. All persons who wish to aid us in so doing will please forward us contributions for that purpose, directed to our office, number 7 Spruce Street, New York. All who wish a number of copies for distribution will obtain them at the above-mentioned office at 50 cents per hundred. The world are also informed that further information can be had by applying to the following general publishing offices of the Latter-day Saints, Mr. John Taylor, Times and Seasons Office, Nauvoo, in the state of Illinois. Mrs. Pratt and Brannan, Profit Office, Number 7 Spruce Street, New York. Mr. Wilford Woodruff, Millennial Star Office, Number 36 Chapel Street, Liverpool, England. Also of our traveling elders and in our religious meetings throughout the world. New York, April 6, 1845. Thank you for listening to Part 2 of the Proclamation of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Please tune in each week to the Rare Possessions podcast that you can find on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to the Rare Possessions podcast.